Welcome everyone to Halfway to Heroes. Tonight we have got... I, I don't know how we're going to start these yet. We've got everybody from the show. I mean, we've got <laughs> me, we've got my brother Dustin, we've got my brother Sean, we've got my cousin Johnny, and we've got my best friend Barry. Now, the question is, do you four remember what happened the last episode or two? Because it has been about a month since we recorded. Shoot. Of course we do. I learned. <laughs> I tried to do his voice there. <laughs> I learned what a portocellus was. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people did. Yeah, I was like, what we the fuck is that? <laughs> we killed a lot of shit. Yeah, so I guess this would be... Let's go ahead and recap one and two, even though at the end of... At the start of two, I think we recapped one already, but uh, if anybody wants to jump in and uh, nope. fill in what he can remember, and then the other three can fill in anything that they forgot. I remember that uh, Deuce was uh, Who? polishing. Who? Ultra, uh, Merlin was polishing <laughs> Ultrax's butt cheeks. That's all you remember? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to forget that. Uh, I remember we went to the auditorium for some sort of speech. And oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys remember Klug? No, uh, no, not quite. <laughs> With three O's. Did we mention that this was two? Uh, it was like a month or a month and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. This. It's been a while. <laughs> it Who's has Klug? been a minute. Klug. It was the. Uh, it's like the uh, the right hand man of Headmaster Wake. Do you guys remember her? I do remember Headmaster Wake. She said she was really counting on me for this final exam, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, she seemed to she yeah, she seemed to like you guys. Uh but but yeah, it's uh so so I I'm going to fill in a little bit for you all. Uh so yeah, you guys were doing went to your final exam and uh headmaster Wake and Klug explained that the final exam is actually a dungeon uh where the goal of the dungeon is to get the most chips of valor as possible. And you need at least six throughout your whole group, like comp- like combined. We have six. Yeah, to graduate. And now then the chips. not only that, is the team with the most chips uh, become Scrimmore uh, Superiors. And it's kind of a recognized worldwide title that will open a lot of doors for you all. Uh, and then if there's a tie, and if there's a, two groups with the same amount of chips, it comes down to the uh, time, whoever does it the fastest. Can we steal chips from other people? Uh, no, you, you guys are doing a dungeon uh, like individually. Like You guys are doing the dungeon, and then you, they, they mention that you guys will end up in a room like separated from everybody else and you had to wait in that room until everybody else comes through so for some reason i recall we had 27 chips when we left no yep. no yep. no i do think it was six <laughs> was um, it 27 or 37 37 that's right <laughs> uh so i'm gonna get we, you guys i'm gonna uh recap into the dungeon now you guys can recap from the dungeon what you guys remember Ooh, so far i just remembered that clyde found a necklace of fireballs no, I don't seem to remember that. <laughs> I believe it had like 42 fireballs around it. So I threw Clyde off a cliff into a tree. <laughs> at oh, one that point. really did happen. <laughs> what? 
Ultrex oh, yeah, also yeah, had the yeah. plan that we cut the spiders in half with the portcullis doors. Portcullis. Um, so this is going about as well as I remembered, uh, <laughs> or as I thought would. Uh, to just to, just to speed things up a little bit, I'll uh, I'll do a little bit of the recap. Uh, so you guys, fir- first room, Thank you. was two robots and a chandelier. Uh, you guys killed the robots. Uh, you guys found chips in their chest, and then you guys, uh, I, I believe it was Clyde, noticed the chip of valor in the chandelier. Mm-hmm, I did. Next room you guys went into had a big cliff and some trees and a stone medusa. Merlin showed the stone medusa his mirror. It unfroze a necklace around her neck that had a key on it. You guys saw a chip in a tree. Ultrex threw Clyde <laughs> onto the tree. I forget how Clyde got back up the he hill. Rocked I think the tree. Like in uh, Beverly Hills Ninja, you know, like and lost and forth. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, in the next room had a portcullis with some spiders. Uh, you guys made quick work of that. Uh, I, think <laughs> you, I, I think you guys busted up some barrels and found one more chip in there. I think we found more than one chip. I know As we had six. You guys have six. So you got a chandelier, one, two robots in room one three one in the tree four and then you probably found two in the barrel so that that brings you up to six and then the next room you guys went into was a uh chill out tent where you guys could eat some juice and cookies and take a short rest but you guys opted not to take the short rest not all of us can eat delicious snacks remember (laughs) we had the cookies though Uh, i think you guys pocketed a few cookies and (laughs) and juices yeah but you you just didn't get the full benefits of of a of short rest uh, because you guys were worried about the time, wanted to you know really make sure that you guys killed it. I was gonna say, Clyde seems like a cookie man. Yeah, you yeah you guys definitely grabbed some cookies and juice on the way out for sure. Uh, and then it, it we ended with you all opening the big bronze door, Ooh. or it may have been an iron door. I don't know <laughs> what kind of door it was. Uh, it's bronze. It was now. just a door. As you opened up this doorway. You see standing before you four separate doors, and on each door, there's an icon and a message above. And you hear Klug's, Klug's voice say, uh, he, he seems to have a magically amplified voice into this room. He's not actually in the room. And he says, uh, all right, everybody's got to choose one door, one person per door. So uh, choose wisely. And then you notice that um, above one door, are two big beefy flexing arms and uh this door says strength can be measured in more ways than one Hmm. uh above one door is just etched a brain and it says to solve this room you must be smarter than half of everyone above one door is a kneeling humanoid figure and it says how much would you give to prove your devotion would you give it all and then above another one is a humanoid stick figure just standing tall, standing strong. And it says, monsters, demons, dragons, and the undead. None of these can hold a candle to what is behind this door. So the doors are strength, cleverness, devotion, and bravery. Hmm. Alt sex, what's your uh, strength? 17 plus 3. Well, that's the fucking same as mine. So I'll take the bravery door because I'm not scared of anything. I don't think I... I have fear registered in my system. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, I think I'll do the. Uh, 
I don't know if this is my voice. <laughs> Can you list them again? What, I'll do what are the last three? It's strength, cleverness, devotion, and bravery. I would like to do the uh, devotion. I'll do cleverness. This is I not my voice. Let me, I cannot. I, let, me, let me do my voice real quick. Oh. It's just, it's just kind of like this. Just kind of don't breathe through your... Oh, no, wait. That wasn't it. My what? name is Ubo, and I'm going to choose the fucking devotion door. <laughs> but you picked no. the wrong door. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want devotion. Fuck door. that shit. I want... The what was it? Cleverness. Cleverness. I'm not very clever. I'm not gonna get this. <laughs> You're not very clever, dude. Uba is a bad s- idea, guys. Uba is super man. smart. I all day. So I think that leaves Clyde with Clyde's the strength door. Strength. All right. Good luck, everybody. Uh, <laughs> so you guys all walk up to <laughs> your <laughs> to your pre-designated door. Um, out of character, who wants to go first? Fuck it. I will. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Barry's always, always down to clown. So, Barry, Barry, you picked bravery, correct? I did. Uh, So, yeah. Above, you approach a store, and above it, it says uh, monsters, demons, dragons, and the undead. None of these can hold a candle to what lies behind this door. (laughs) Bring it. Altrex, you swing open this door, and it's... Uh, dildos everywhere. It dildos everywhere. <laughs> Just dildos wall-to-wall, floor-to-ceiling. <laughs> well, I don't have any entrances to my body, so I think I'm all right in this room. Perfect choice. <laughs> no, you walk in this room, and uh, it's actually... As soon as you walk in, the door behind you swings shut... And for a moment, you see that you're in this hallway that is about 50 feet long, and uh, it's it's lined with torches lining the whole wall, and it's lighting up this room. And there's there's a small table next to the entrance of the room, and on it rests a single candle. At the far end of the room, you see this massive illithid, this massive mind flare. And just at that moment, the torches on the wall all go out. Oh, shit. And all you're left with is that single candle on the table. And you can't see anything else in the, in the hallway. And there's, there's nothing. Well, first of all, I was bred to kill these motherfuckers, so I'm not scared. <laughs> I'm going to grab this candle and I take off running. <laughs> is he talking to himself? I'm not scared. I'm just going to run. <laughs> Towards the mind flare. Okay, okay. Yeah, you, okay, Ultrex picks up this candle, and he starts just, uh, you, you, you're sprinting? <laughs> I'm sprinting. I think this is the correct answer. You sprint, <laughs> and you run, you you run, and you run, and you run, and you get to the, the end, and you get to the end of the hallway, and there's there's nothing there uh, but the door, at the, the door leading to the exit. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you want to beat I was ass. looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I guess I open the damn door. What happens next? Uh, what happens next is uh, you enter into the next room. And next up, who wants to go next? I'll go. All right, Clyde. Uh, so Clyde walks up to his door. Uh, and Clyde, just a recap, yours says that uh, strength is measured in more ways than one. And uh, you actually notice that your door has no handle, Clyde. It's got these little fingertips at the bottom of the door. You gotta lift it up. 
not fingertips. Uh, <laughs> fi- finger holes. What kind of door is this? Caress my hand uh, to open the door. Did you, did you guys see this door got fingertips on, Bob? No. no. Finger- it's, one, it's one of those dildos you're talking about. <laughs> Multiple. <laughs> Sticking out of the box. No. Uh, finger right. holds, I meant. I'm going to stick my fingies in these fingy holes. Lift up. Yeah, bro, only uh, athletics check. Oh, shit. 18. 18, yeah. You, uh, you, it, I'm not going to say it's easy, but you, you do. You, uh, you lift this solid, heavy door and you lift it above your head and then you, like, quickly, uh, duck under it and it, and it falls to the ground with a loud thud behind you. And sitting in this room, is uh, midway through this hallway. It's like a 30-foot, 40-foot hallway. And in the dead center is this, uh, like, a three-foot-high platform with a uh, glass glass door uh, in the front of it showing a chip of valor. And on top of that glass door is a steampunk-looking mechanical arm in the position... To arm wrestle you. Oh. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Let's do it. Uh, let's go ahead and we're going to do uh, straight up uh, athletics. I got an athletics roll for the, uh, like an athletics bonus to this thing. So uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and do a good old fashioned arm wrestling match for this. Wait, is it like a robot arm? It's, out, yeah, it's like a steampunk, just an arm on top of the, on top of the uh, little box pillar thing. 17. A 7? You rolled a 17. Guess what I rolled? I plus rolled a five. fucking 3 plus 6. <laughs> I thought this would I thought this would be a real fun like card. You know what? How about we do uh 2 out of 3? I think yeah. that makes it more than just fucking uh that makes a, more sense. A nat one. Okay, so okay, so we're going to we're going to be narrating this. Uh so Ted showed me his 17 plus 5. And then a Ted? nat one. Who is Ted? Oh, God damn it. Uh Clyde has showed me his uh, nat one and his 17. So, um I thought my 7 plus 6 was going to be bad, but uh so uh Clyde is getting the upper hand on this this arm wrestling machine. And then it starts to fight back and now it, it it's like straight in the middle right now let's do one last roll you better dig harder Ted get that shit you hear Ubo through the other room oh I rolled six a six oh it's even I rolled a six plus six and I got a seven plus five so uh roll off that's a freaking tie yeah oh that's oh. yeah, <laughs> You know what he fucking rolled? A- 18. Oh. oh my god. Dang. Clyde just ripped that fucker off the wall. Yeah, he did. <laughs> okay, so uh, so it's it's kind of a back and forth thing. Uh, Clyde's getting the upper hand at first, then it gets evened out, and they're kind of stuck in that middle spot. And then Clyde just slams the arm down, and as he does, he rips the entire arm, arm off of the platform. And with that, the glass case slides down and opens yeah, up to reveal a chip of valor. Nice. Ooh, beautiful. Look at, that pretty, look at that pretty little chip. So Clyde picks up his little chip and uh, heads on down out of his door. Next up, Ubo or Merlin? Who wants to go next? 
I'll do next. So you're you're saying above your door is to solve this room, you must be smarter than half of everyone. And as you walk into your room, you see that there is in the in the center of this room, uh, much like Clyde's, there is a, a small table. And on this small table, you notice that there are uh, there's a stack of twelve chips of valor. Ooh. Also on the table is a scale with two arms uh, and three vertical glowing blue lines in the center of the scale. Written on a scroll next to the scale says, "Before you are twelve chips of valor. Only one is true. The other eleven worthless." The 11 imposters are the same weight, while the true one is heavier. You may use the scale three times and three times only. Damn. Why'd you do this to me? So you have got <laughs> to somehow find the one true chip of valor in a stack of 12. And you've got this one scale that you can use three times. Man, I love that. This is cool. So there's 12 chips you can only use three times. So... I would we, split the, the stack. Yeah, can we yeah. like narrate and kind of help him? No, 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 no. The, 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 uh, let's pause, and if he gets stuck, if he gets stuck, okay. you guys can. So I go it. ahead and I, I'm gonna. Hmm, this is fucking hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to himself too. I'm glad oh, to have this one. <laughs> fuck! God damn it! Obviously, he can't touch him, right? Uh, he, can he touch? Yeah, him? he can like pick it up, but. It's not gonna be like ten pounds heavier. He's not gonna. He's not gonna be able to hold him and be able to tell that. It's gonna be a minute difference. Well, because even if I so, if I split the stack and weigh both sides to try and figure out, out of say, if I split it six and six, and then I weigh those both sides, that's two times using the scale already, right? Yep. Uh, no, that that would be if you put six and six. That'd be that, one time. That'd be one. Oh, time. I see. Like a adult, like a scale like that. Okay. But then I'm thinking, I don't know how that would work, man. Yeah, yeah. So let me let me picture this. This isn't just like a scale that's going to read out a weight. This is a scale where it's got two sides, uh, like 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 a scale, like the justice scale that the lady. one's going to be higher, one's going to be lower. Yes. Yeah, Sean, I think you were picturing like a yeah, I was like a di- digital scale, <laughs> like kitchen. I'm gonna put six and six to split the split them and see which one's heavier. And you see, uh, yeah, one side uh, slants down to the uh, the heavier side. I'm gonna take those six. I'm gonna throw the other six onto the ground. Just okay, kick them away. Uh, wait, 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 wait! I think I got this. So I'm gonna split it again. Mm-hmm. And you got three and three, and you do indeed see uh, the right side uh, tilts down heavier. So there's three on the right side that are heavier. All right, so I'm going to take those three. I'm going to push off the ones that aren't the real ones. Okay, yeah, so you just got three left that you're not sure about. I figured it out. Yeah, man. Can I... Phone a friend. Phone yeah. a friend. Lifeline. I don't know, man. I don't know what to do. Do you want to you let them... Uh, it sounds like Johnny and Dustin have a kind of an idea. Yeah, do what's you your idea? Put one on one side, one on the other... See what those do, because the one you don't put on a scale, if they eat yeah, yeah, out, yeah, I got the you, one boys. you have is the heavy one. Okay, um, yeah. So you put uh, two. I'm smarter than I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> Merlin, you are very wise. Um, so you actually, uh, 
You put these two on. You're too, Clyde. Well, thank you. And, uh... Shoot, thank you. Uh, you see the the, uh, the chip on the left uh, drop down. It's actually heavier than the one on the right. Well, I'm gonna take that one. That's the one. Oh, fucking teamwork, boys. That is, that's, yeah, you we got cheated. it. It's not we supposed cheated. to be teamwork. <laughs> it's, it's all right. <laughs> it's it's a friend. It's all right. Uh, so, uh, Ubo, you feel pretty confident that you've got the, the true chip of valor, and you start heading out to, towards the door, but uh, something catches your eye. Just before you exit the door, you see a large stone key. That this is, is where he fucks us, right here. No. <laughs> no. Uh, no, you see a large stone key that is the shape of the school's emblem hanging from a hook next to the door. And above it, the key is etched the key to your success. I'm just going to take the key, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you pluck it up. I would grab that. <laughs> you, you pick it up and uh, you head out through the door. Uh, next up, last but not least, is Merlin. Merlin. Uh, above your door said, how much would you give to prove your devotion? Would you give it all? So, Merlin, you open up this room, and it's a well-lit room, a well-lit hallway. Uh, you can't you can't even see the end of it uh, because blocking your way in about 20 feet is this wall from floor to ceiling of these bright blue flames. Ooh. There is magic afoot. I'm going to shoot... Uh an eldritch blast like through the fire the wall is there anything else like in the room uh no just uh with where where you are i mean you saw the rest of the hallway you know that it goes further beyond this this wall of fire but uh no the the room that you are currently in uh uh, the section walled off by this fire is just like a 20 foot by 10 foot pee on it slightly touch your with your toes and see just pee on it man are you prepared to give up everything? Yeah, give up your urine, man. Just pee. I am gonna, I'm gonna cast mage on myself, and then I'm gonna charge through this flamey wall of death. So you, uh, what's it look like when you cast mage armor on yourself? I, I say mage armor. I speak that word. And Two words. Then, yeah, mage armor. <laughs> And then purple flames, like, engulf my body. See, that's fucking cool, because I would not have fucking came up with that myself. Purple flames surrounding your body. That is awesome. But then they disappear over time, and I just got, like, a purple belt floating around my waist. And you said you are just going to run straight through these blue flames? Yes. Do it. Correct. Do it. Merlin, you you take off running. You're uh, you're you're so pretty spry for a fifty year old, and uh, you take off running through these flames. And uh, as soon as you pass through the wall, you feel it burning your flesh away. You feel it just searing you, and you take seven points of fire damage, or uh, not fire damage, of radiant damage. My bad. You fucked up. You take seven points of fire, <laughs> uh, radiant damage, and you right. see in front of you. A wall of blue flames. Another one? <laughs> Another one. 20 feet ahead of you. I told you to pee on it, man. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on myself. How much did I get hit for? Seven. Seven. Yeah, so I'm back up. Okay, cool. Okay, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to run through this wall. No, pee on it, man. You uh, you run through this wall with your, your uh, purple fire belts glowing around you and you take 13 points of radiant damage and before you is one wall 
of blue flames. And, uh, you, you know, you're a pretty smart guy. You can kind of piece together that this is about a 60-foot hallway, and you've been 20 feet, 20 feet. Uh, you think this is probably the last of the walls of fire. I think. I'm going to go ahead and cast another cure wounds. Okay. Because I definitely can't take another hit. I'm, I'm going to be just a whisper in Merlin's ear, like... Can 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 you 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 do 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 dimension 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 door door, door, door. <laughs> dude that's a really high level spell Johnny <laughs> I think you need to be like level uh, eight to get level, that maybe seven five. or five oh, I think it's a fifth level oh. but to get a fifth level spell I think you need to be like eight or nine for most classes yeah eight because Ted was eight when he got yeah it. yeah. Alright, so I used all of my spell slots. I got nothing left, and I'm gonna run through this stupid flame wall. What's your health looking like after you um, healed up? I'm at uh, full health. Which, wouldn't you like to know, DM? I'm just saying, are you like full health? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not full health. I'm 14 out of 19. I didn't need to know. <laughs> I, didn't, I just wanted to know like how you were looking. Um, oh. Uh, but yeah, you run through this next wall of flames with your purple belt uh, lit a flame and um, you take 15 points of radiant damage oh convenient and you walk through this layer of fire and you feel it as soon as you walk through it you you've never felt pain like this before you feel from your toes to the t- tip of your skull it's just all engulfed in pain and fire. And not, not just fire, it's like burning you to your core. It's, it's, it's the radiant damage. And you actually drop to your knees as soon as you walk through the flames. And you drop to your knees, and then you drop further. And you actually fall into a pit. And before you black out, you, you feel yourself falling uh, 10, 20, 30 feet. And you land in a pool of water, and you come to, and this pool of water fully heals you, and feeling like as soon as you landed, yeah, just kind of bracing yourself, feeling, picking yourself up, you feel at the bottom of this pool of water a chip of valor, and then you see at the bottom of this well, a doorway. I'm going to grab the coin and try to go through this doorway you swing open the doorway and you see a set of stairs going up and you walk and you go up and you you go up what you would guess one maybe two flights of stairs i Uh, crawl up because i'm still feeling pretty bad Hello everyone, it is your Dungeon Master Adam DeWeese here, and thank you so much for checking out episode 3 of Halfway to Heroes. 
I want to say that I am sorry that this one is a little on the short side and that the intro slash recap of this one ran a little bit long. Uh, We're still trying to nail down exactly how to recap episodes. We're used to our other show, One Shot Onslaught, where we just jump right in. And then speaking of the show being a little shorter than usual, we want to aim between 50 and 60 minutes each episode. Um... There are a lot of outtakes on the end of this one, so definitely go check those out. Uh, They were pretty good. I want to remind you all that we are currently running a giveaway that is going to end uh, in about two weeks from now. I think it's June. Let me check. That would be June 4th. We will be announcing the winner of our giveaway for uh, one lucky iTunes reviewer who will be winning a uh, brand new Ghost of Salt Marsh D&D 5e hardback book. Uh, so to enter that, all you need to do is hop over to iTunes, rate and review us, and then when we pick the winner, we will announce it, and then we will have that person get into contact with us to claim their prize of this awesome book that I'm really excited it comes out uh, tomorrow for me as of recording this, or now for you all. Also, we are currently doing a Patreon special offer where from now until June 15th, for all of our patrons that are signed up at the time of uh, the special offer ending, that's starting at from the $1 tiers all the way up to our max tier, uh, any of our patrons during that time window we'll be getting uh, a signed postcard from us with some with some stickers with some uh some magnets some uh, any anything that we've got that we can get to fit into uh, an envelope and ship so uh, now's the perfect time to go sign up on patreon that is uh, bit.ly slash halfway to patreon or patreon.com slash one shot onslaught go pledge for as little as one dollar a month and get a whole bunch of cool bonus content all right everyone i think that is all for this mid-roll here i'm gonna let you get right back into the action let's find out if these guys can find any more chips in this dungeon Yeah, you're you're topped off, but you're probably still a little shook. But as you crawl up these stairs, it's like thirty stairs up, and uh, you crawl up, and there's another bronze door at the top, and you swing it open. And as soon as you emerge through the gate, through the door, you look left and right, and you see your three companions. You notice that you are in this room with this bright blue and orange carpet. Um. And you see three large purple doors set in the back of the room. One is labeled one, one is labeled two, and one is labeled three. And then on the wall to the left is just a plain iron door. And you hear Klug's voice again, magnet or magically amplified in the room. Now, uh, you've got to know when to risk it and when to play it safe. Risk it for the biscuit. Yeah, exactly. You need to know when you want to risk it for the biscuit while you're out in the world. So this is to judge your judgment. Will you wager five chips of valor to see what's behind one of these three doors? Or will you save your chips and just continue on the path? So it would cost us 
five chips to open a door. You? And he responds back to you. So you think that he's somehow kind of magically watching you all? And he says, yeah, you will put five chips in one of the doors and see what's behind that door. Or you could just continue on to the, the iron door to your left. Fuck. I bet you there's a bunch of chips behind one of these doors. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's but I don't want to take How the many risk chips and we lose. Have? We have eight. No, no nine. 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 You guys have got we nine. We would have ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, you said there's three doors, right? Uh, well, uh, well. So total, well, there's four. Total, there's four. Yeah, but one. You said two are purple and one's orange. Uh, no, no. So there's four doors. So doors total. Uh, one door is just like a plain door to the on the left side of the wall, like to just go. Or there's three doors labeled one, two, and three. Uh, a blue, an orange, and a purple. I would pick orange. That's that's me. orange is My number favorite. one. Just so you know. If. We have to think about this. If we spin these chips and the door has nothing valor or nothing of value behind it, we only have four chips left and we need six to graduate. What color is the uh, school's emblem? It's black. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Why can't it be purple or something? I vote. Well, if you mix purple and blue, I think you get black. <laughs> Wait, what color are these doors? <laughs> purple and blue makes red, man. Uh, Orange, purple, oh, yes. and blue. <laughs> Guys, I say we just continue. Can we can we summon Klug back? I I can hear you guys. How about two coins for a door? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. You, like I said, you gotta know when to risk it. What if we chop one world. down? You're not good looking through these doors. These are magical <laughs> doors. I, I mean, that's not. A, I don't think that's a good risk. Like we only have no. nine coins, and there's I three want to doors. graduate. Yeah, but what if our four coins is like the most coins? But what if it's not? What if all these other groups have ten? Everyone's going to be competing, uh, trying to win. So, well, I mean, we we should have ten because I picked up a fucking candle. I would pick the orange door. There could be nothing behind it. Why? Why orange though? No reason. That's my, f- hey, my favorite color, man. <laughs> hey Ubo, Ubo are you Whoa. able to um, detect any magic on these doors? They're all magic. Well, I mean, can you like further investigate? Uh, I guess I can do an investigation check. Maybe on our candle check or something. Maybe try. Just do it. I mean, what what happens? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, that was my voice. <laughs> well, let me do it. Let me just do it out, guys. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and roll me an investigation check on uh, one of the doors. A 19. Ooh. 19. Plus two. So uh, which door did you want to get up in and check? I'm going to go with orange because Clyde seems so certain. Oh, uh, yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, you're checking this door and you're checking it and, uh, you get, uh, you notice that it's, it's like rounded on top and then flat on the sides and you notice that, uh, where like the handle would be, there's, uh, like a slot in it that's perfect size for, uh, Chip of Valor in it. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's, it's, just a door with um, uh, some some oh, okay. uh, slot for chips on. I mean, you cannot. Yeah, you can't really get much more than that. Ubo, do you have your rope still? Yes. 
why don't we tie it to a coin and put it in there five times and pull it out? <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, I shred up my rope, a little bit of it, make a string, tie a coin on it. I dip it in five times there, DM boy. What you going to do about that? Hmm? I was going to say, man, if you would have had kept like those fake coins, I wonder if that would have worked too. <gasps> what fake coins? Oh, the fake coins Wait, that you're weighing. Who had the fake? Yeah. I'm stupid. Coin. I should have kept it. <laughs> so you, so you shred up. So you take like a what? A foot? Two feet? How many feet do you want to take of your two. rope? Two feet of it. But you, uh, you chop off two feet of the rope and you un, you unthread it, and you take one of the threads and you tie it around one of your chips of valor, and you slide it in, and you pull back out and hear a ding, and you slide it, it in, and you pull back out and hear a ding. And you slide it in, and you pull it back out, and you hear a ding, and you slide it back in, and then on that time when you try to pull it back out, it's it snags and doesn't, and and you can't pull the coin back out. Ooh. And Click says, "Well, hey, you know what? We've never seen that anybody try that before, but uh, I'll give you the three, but uh, no more than that." So now you can pretty much put in. Um, so you've got one in. So we only have to put one more now? You gotta put one more in it. So Kiss now, my shiny metal ass, Klug. I told you. <laughs> so you can put one more coin in for a total of two instead of the five. Orange door. We Let's might as do well it. do it now. Might as well. Mm. We're in it. Uh you put so uh the the rope you can't pull back out. Uh that's fine. So it's it's like stuck. It, that thread's stuck in there. So you put another coin in after that and you hear it ching and you hear that ding again. Um and then you actually see uh the door all the way to the right, the purple door. I think I might have given the colors out of order, but door three, a purple door, actually slides up and opens up. And there's a blue, like a faint blue magical, like, barrier. Uh, so you guys can't get into it. And you see six chips of valor behind it. And you hear Klug's voice say, Ah, oh, well, you missed out on the six chips of valor in door three, but uh, you could still take door number one? Or... You could switch and take door number two. What's your final choice? Guys, I don't like this. I say orange door, man. Stick right. with the orange right, door. Let's start with Clyde. Let's just do it. Do it. Okay. And you see uh, door number one slide open. And as soon as it opens up, you see sitting there a pile of ten chips of valor. Whoa. <laughs> it worked. What was behind door two? <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> I'm going to punch you, Clue, <laughs> the next time I see you. Wait, so we have more coins than what we had. Now we have. Yeah. So you lost two plus We have ten. 17 coins now. So could we put five in the second door if we wanted? <laughs> nope. Doesn't work like that. <laughs> Why, Clue? Because it's all about risking it, and now you know that, I don't know, it doesn't work like that. Go on to the next room. Clyde, I believe in you from now on. Yeah. Orange, orange doors. Orange, orange doors, doors, man. Basketballs are orange. Uh, that's true. That's very <laughs> true, Ebo. <laughs> carrots? You like carrots? <laughs> Those are orange. All right, so where are we, where are we going from here? 
Uh, from here, you guys have the uh, the bronze door, the simple bronze door to the wall on the on the west. It was an iron door. God damn, was it? It was. It's an iron door. Iron and bronze are the same in my campaign. Uh, yeah, there's an iron door. Simple iron door. Uh, that's not like colorful or anything. So we walk up to it and we open it. And as the door swings open, we're at one hour. Uh, I'm trying to think if I'm going to describe what's in this next room or not. I'll leave that a cliffhanger. Let's just put a narrator touch and say, to be continued. This room is filled with boogers. It's boogers (laughs) everywhere. Are they orange boogers? It is your Dungeon Master Adam DeWeese here again, and I want to say thank you all for listening again, and also thank you to all of our current patrons. So, Rachel, aka Dragonbait, Brittany Ballesteros, Danny M, Jeremy Fair, Not Ironclaw, Danny T, Matthew G, Brittany B, Girundu, Brian Bridges, Gene L, and Bianca B. Thank you all so much for helping keep this show going and keep all of our hosting fees at bay. If you want to get your name on this list, all you have to do is head over to patreon.com slash one shot onslaught or bit.ly slash halfway to Patreon and sign up for as low as $1 a month. Now I want to get to one of my favorite parts of these episodes is reading these awesome iTunes reviews that have been coming in. We've got a few more since the last episode, uh, and instead of reading them all, I'm going to kind of pace them out a little bit. So I'm going to read uh, the two newest, the first being titled A Good Kind of Dangerous by Hecubus. Hecubus? And Hecubus says, I'm relatively spotty when it comes to keeping up with actual play podcasts. I find that if I'm driving, I'd rather throw on some long discussion of a topic or interview. I don't typically get a lot out of most actual play podcasts, but Halfway to Heroes is completely the opposite. I'm 100% going to keep up with this because it's been nothing but laughs for the entire episode. Really looking forward to see how far this goes and where the guys get what the guys get into. Great job, guys. Also, side note, probably best to throw on if you've got some extra time on the drive because you might need to stop for a laugh break here and there. And then Girundu, one of our patrons, actually, unless it's a different Girundu, which you better watch your back, patron Girundu. Girundu says, okay, yes, I'm giving a five-star review after one episode. The Helga Pataki reference justifies this seriously, though. A really good start. I am eager to hear more, and I'm happy to recommend this to anybody interested in comedic actual play podcasts. Keep it up. Thank you both, Hecubus and Girundu, for the kind words. And guess what? Now you both are going to be in that Drawing for the Ghost of Salt Marsh book that we will be picking the winner of in two weeks. So if you want me to read your iTunes review, go ahead and just leave it on iTunes, and then I'll see it, and I'll read it. And, and if I haven't read yours yet... Um, Like I said, I'm trying to do about two an episode, so I'll get there eventually, I promise. All right, everyone, I'm super, super excited for you all to hear the next 
two episodes. That's well, I'm excited for you to hear more than that. But those are the only two that we've got recorded at the moment. We've got up to episode five recorded. And wow, I am really pumped to get those out. So um, that's it for now. Thank you all for listening. And I'll see you all in two weeks. Have you seen the double-sided ones? Like one one size like this has a hand like that. Where'd you, you see that see? at, Johnny? Dude, you, you never seen that one? Where'd you, you see that at? The it's fist a dildo? Well, where'd you see that? It's a dildo. Look how he's doing his hand. The hand is like Perfect. that. Like, <laughs> Looks just like it. Clyde, I think I picked your room. <laughs> Dude, I've seen it somewhere at one point. I forget where it was. Oh, porn. <laughs> It was like for sale where I seen it. For sale, a Walmart. <laughs> Man, you you Californians are crazy people. It wasn't, even, it wasn't even here. It was in Ohio. I got this from Brooklyn Nine Nine, uh, but they never gave the fucking answer in Brooklyn Nine Nine. But I I figured it out, so I think I got it. Well, you figured it out. You probably did your research. I did, yeah. So, <laughs> so good luck. <laughs> Turtle dick, T Rex cocky. <laughs> yeah, you don't even know if T Rexes have dicks. We know they have feathers now. That's about it. Do they? I thought that was obsolete. No, well, I, I don't know. I haven't looked up. I haven't done dinosaur <laughs> research in a while so. <laughs> since like third grade. <laughs> yeah. Been a minute. Last I heard, they were fuzzy and had a bunch of feathers instead of I looking all so. scaly. I mean, that would look way better. <laughs> like a big giant chicken. With big teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking teeth. If you killed a giant chicken, you could eat for like months. I mean, you really could. I mean, if you lived back then at all, like if you were a caveman and you slayed a dinosaur, like your family's good for like six years. Nope. No fridges back then. Cold water. Lay the body in a stream or something like that. Let it stay cool. You just make a shit ton of dinosaur jerky. (laughs) Now, okay, John, now I want some fucking dinosaur jerky. Thanks. salt yet. well, Do you yeah, need salt for jerky? I don't know how you make jerky. No, you just dry it out. You can't salt it. They lived There's inside no salt of caves then. and stuff. They There's no found freezer. Salt, you know? So if you just let it sun dry, Ooh, but you have to aerate like it too. <laughs> yeah, you might be right though. I don't know. <laughs> There's a man on 125 <laughs> making jerky. <laughs> I don't know if I would trust that guy. Did you say I a van or a man? A van. Okay, so back in the day, me and Adam used to... I used to come over. I would stay at your guys' house for like two weeks at a time. Drink tons <laughs> yeah. of Mountain Dew. Drinking tons of Mountain Dew, eating pizza Honey rolls. Honey buns. And we would go rent a video game. And we happened I, to choose. I did that too. We happened to choose Baldur's Gate. I think it was like Baldur's Gate 2 or something like that. Yeah. I have no clue. Whatever it was. So we are playing through this game. And probably like halfway through. It was early in the game actually. Not halfway through. You come into this town and it's just fucking demolished. Like. Something happened there. It was all wrecked. All the shops were destroyed. There's no houses or anything like that. It's completely deserted, except for a lone shopkeeper who just has this little booth set up. And you talk to him. He ends up like telling you kind of what happened. He's got some goods for you for sale. And all Adam said was, I don't fucking trust this guy. <laughs> so we talked to him. We leave. And I was like, what do you mean, man? He's the only one here. Like, Not only that. Part of the story. Not only that. I said, 
this is the fucking boss. <laughs> <laughs> so, mind you, let's skip ahead like four hours, five hours no, or so. Yeah, this is the end of the game, so probably like ten hours, okay, honestly. Okay, ten hours later, okay. <laughs> out walks the final boss, and it's the fucking shopkeep. <laughs> and he called it. He it was just it. like a little old man shopkeeper, <laughs> as sweet as day. And for some reason, I told Bear, I was like, this is the fucking boss right here. <laughs> <laughs> he killed everyone. That's why this town's gone, and he's the last one. <laughs> oh, it was the funniest shit. <laughs> I can't stop picturing dildos. <laughs> <laughs> a Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk. Honk.